If you want to, welcome to another lovely edition of Paraprobe. Because I like saying edition for it. Okay. This isn't inside edition. I didn't this say edition. Like, I said addition. Oh, I hate you. You it, did not. <laughs> You're full of crap. I know. <laughs> Eyes are turning brown, bro. <laughs> They've been brown for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, so I'm Chance Hancock. I'm your one of your lovely hosts of the show. That's H-A-N-C-O-C-K. No D in that word. No. <laughs> and then next to me is my lovely partner in crime, Jesse J. Yeah. No I. It's spelled the right way. Yeah. J-E-S-S-E. Yeah. You know how many people I know who always spell your name wrong every single time? Yeah, because people don't know how to spell. Yeah. Education and, is a big problem in this society. Yeah. <laughs> and as you'll notice, we're missing a third Mr. Jason. He's not here. And I'm going to go ahead and bring it up on air. We fired him. It was a bad situation. All right. Shut up. We didn't fire no. him. Thanks for ruining it. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sick of you. I was going to come up with a great grand story, and you totally screwed it up. Yeah. Well, on that note, we are not suicidal. <laughs> <laughs> We have no desire to no, die. No, we didn't. No, all. he had uh, his wife had surgery not too long ago. Uh, Felicia, my sister-in-law, and so he's had to take care of her. You know, help her out around the house and all that good stuff. You know, being the good husband that he is. So yeah, he had to take uh, today off. But he'll be with us again next weekend, though. He'll be back. Um, and also too, we're gonna have a special guest coming up in the near future um, that I can't talk about at the current moment. I'm just waiting for them to solidify which weekend. He's definitely coming on the show. We just want to solidify which weekend he's coming on. Uh, but we do have a special guest in studio with us today. And that person is going to be the awesome Mr. Herbert Eric Stevens. Thank you very much. Welcome back. Like, Good to be here. Thank you very much. <laughs> so for all of you guys who have been listening to our past shows of DeadX Radio, God, I can't believe I just said DeadX Radio, dude. I can't believe I said that. That's the first time I've ever done that. Uh, listening, yeah, listening to our past shows of Paraprobe, uh, which you can also hear us on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, everywhere you listen to all of your podcasts. Hashtag John Rusnick. He misses you. Absolutely. Um, you can go to any of the podcast platforms and just pull up Paraprobe. You'll find our show. You can go back and listen to the past episodes we've had with Mr. Stevens, who we have in studio live with us today. This gentleman came to us with one hell of a story that we had to interview him about. And this interview took three separate total hours of our show, three separate shows that we did with him. We're going to try to condense that of what we spoke about in just a couple of minutes, you know, for to to get up to where we are now with his story. So I tell you what, how about let's go ahead and let you introduce yourself. Give us a little bit of a, a rundown, if you will, of what we spoke to you about before and who you are and why we spoke to you. 
and then we'll start jumping into where it's gone from there. All right, now before I start, I have a pop quiz for you two. Uh-oh. All right, do you guys remember how long it's been since we did the interviews? It's been a minute. It's been a while. Two months. Three months. What do you think? <laughs> I'd say closer to six. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah. Are you guys ready for this? Freaking 14 months ago. Really? 14 months. It does not seem like it's been that long. 14 months. Wow. Wow. Yeah, 14 months since I was in studio with you So guys. needless to say, a lot has happened since then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, quite a bit has gone down. Hey, Jesse, can you bring up his mic just a hair? Yeah, oh, you're yeah. definitely going to have to coach me on that because uh, ain't got no headphones, bro. Did <laughs> they die on you? Um, his died, so I gave him mine. Oh, okay. Because I'm generous. I am okay. a generous guy. That's okay. If I need anything, <laughs> I need anything from you, I'll just give you a sign. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's, God, 14 months, 14 man. I can't believe it. 14 months, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm a patient guy. You know, I've been in this thing for over 30 years, you know, uh, waiting to get my day in court. Uh, but anyway, uh, let me give you the basic rundown on this thing. So yeah. my name is Herbert Eric Stevens, and back in 1989, I was lost. At sea? Sitting in my van, actually, on a sales call, and uh, I had three state maps, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware. I had five county maps, and I believe they were Philadelphia County, Delaware County, uh, I would have had Burlington County, New Jersey, Camden County, New Jersey, and Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I had a road atlas, and I had a cellular Nokia telephone that <laughs> I had just gotten the first bill for. Those phones were awesome, though. The they, day they, before. They were great. They were long-lasting, and they worked great as a doorstop. Those things were, like, indestructible. Yeah. 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 The bill was 900 bucks. Jesus. Yeah. And so I was sitting there lost, and literally I called upon the Lord. I literally called upon the Lord. I said, my God, I wish somebody could help me find my way. My God. And it was as if I, it was literally as though I heard his voice. And he literally said, do it yourself. <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> pretty much your man. Own. Pretty much, because what, what the voice came back was, it was like, oh, so you want to know how to find out where you are. You want to know how to find your way. Okay, I'm going to give it to you. Let's see what you do with it. See the maps? See the phone? What if I could put the map into the phones, you know? Mm-hmm. And it went on from there. And... um in sales, I had sold to a lot of people, and I knew one guy, and all I knew was that he was in transportation, and his name was Victor Johnson. So he's the first guy, him and his wife, Carol, were the first ones that I actually went over and told him about it. He said, sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I think, you know, you could get from point A to point B with this thing. I said, I haven't talked to anybody about it yet. I don't know how I'm going to do it, you know, but I'm going to figure out a way how to do it, you know. And then the next guy that I had sold uh, a product to was a guy by the name of Winston Jones, and he had a wife named Jody, but both of them worked in a garage with a guy who uh, was the first guy to invent billing uh, for hospitals Mm -hmm. via the, you know, via uh, computer technology. 
Yep. And the three of them actually worked in this guy's garage. And they said, you know, look, we don't know how you want to do what you want to do, but if we can help, we'll help. So those were the main two. Um, once we got everything put it together, I then wanted to make certain that it worked. And I had sold to another lady whose husband was a retired Tuskegee Airman. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so. And he was a lieutenant colonel, if I'm not mistaken. He was a colonel. Or a colonel. Yeah. Okay. He was, he was yeah. retired, full colonel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, I went by and showed him the package. And, uh, he's basically the guy who gave the, the go ahead on the product. Because if, if he had said anything other than what he had said to me, I would have walked away from it. You yeah. know? But what he said basically gave me the, um, inspiration to go forward with it and um later on i found out in 2017 when i was writing the book i was like gee i wonder whatever happened to colonel broadwater how old this guy is nowadays right yeah and he had just died in like 2015 but uh he was a congressional gold medal winner okay wow uh, which is the highest award that an individual citizen can get from you know the president yep. of the united states uh, then I also found out that he was an air traffic controller at BWI. Then I found out he was an expert in engineering, technology, communications, and navigation. And that's the guy who gave the go-ahead on the GPS that's in your phone, your car, your laptop, your desktop, and any mm-hmm. mode of transportation on the face of the earth. He's the guy that said I had it right. Okay. So... In a nutshell, at this point in time, so far with your story, so people understand, and I want this to sink in, you're the guy who created, actually, the the point-to-point navigation for GPS. I'm the guy. And he was a gentleman who put it, the technical side of it. No, not at all. No, no, I did it all. I did it all. I did the technical. I did the the hardware. Mm -hmm. I did the software, created the network, the whole full thing. When I handed him the package, it was just for him to go through it and look at it and see if he believed that it would work. Would work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, I, did, I had no, only thing I knew was he was a retired colonel, mm-hmm. Tuskegee, Tuskegee Airmen. That was it. I didn't know he had all that other expertise. Mm-hmm. So once again, that's how God works. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, they were, how were they recommended to you to talk to them? Well, him, his wife, I had sold her a product. A product, And I yeah. was sitting there thinking, okay, I've got it finally put together. I wonder, you know, who I could talk to to see if this freaking crap is going to work, man. Yeah, I just, the yeah. reason why I'm asking is I know the answer to this, but I want our audience sure. to see the how the dots connected sure. and how all sure. this happened. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so the only thing I could think of was I'm like, who do I know? Who do I know? I said, that's right. I had sold a product to this lady named Anita Broadwater, and she said her husband was a retired colonel. Yep. Maybe let me take a see if, if the colonel will take a look at it. And I called her up, and I said, hey, it's it's Eric Stevens. Said, oh, hey, how you doing? I said, fine. I said, listen, you said your husband's a retired colonel, right? She said, yeah. I said, well, I'm working on a project. I said, and I wanted to see if he might take a look at it and tell me what he thinks. And she said, hold on, I'll ask the colonel. She comes back, and she said, he said, what time can you be here? I said, I'm dropping everything. I'll be there in 30 minutes. That was it. So I went in. He looked at it for over 30 minutes. I mean, he went over everything. He went over the hardware and software, the network, the drawings, the patent drawings, mm-hmm. everything. And um, he took his glasses off, closed it, slid it forward, and just looked at me. And I said, sir, I only have one question. Is there any way that anybody 
could do anything to to add to it or take away from it to make it work in a different way, you know, or is there any way that anybody can say next week, next month, next year, 10 years from now, 50 years from now, 100 years from now that I am not the guy that created this GPS point-to-point navigation system called Global World Connect. Is there any way? And he looked at me and he said, absolutely not. And he laughed and he literally said, young man, you got this thing tighter than a gnat's ass. <laughs> okay. So that's Nailed when I, it. Yeah, so that's when I knew it was ready to go, and I didn't mm-hmm. tell him what I was doing with it or anything. So mm-hmm. the next stop was a, a, another customer who I had sold the product to, and they were a bit older, and the lady's name was Betty Wilson. Her husband's name was Pony Wilson. He was actually the uh, football coach of Rutgers uh, Camden, mm-hmm. and um, they were like my advisors. So they were the last people that I was going to talk to before I went and you know, took it to Washington for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for seed money. So when I went to talk to them, he says, well, who are you going to take it to? I said, well, I'm going to take it to see, you know, uh, my my uh, wife at the time. I said, her grandfather used to work for Senator Jay Rockefeller, and I've got an appointment to take it to Rockefeller. And he looked at me and he said, well, if you're going to do that, he said, you might want to get that thing protected. And I said, oh, okay. Okay, I I can do. He said, "Well, let me give you a little bit of cash." So he gives me a little bit of cash. So I then start making phone calls, and I make three phone calls. I book one with a guy in Arlington, Virginia, who in the book I refer to as Mister X. Mister X, yeah, which right. we still to this day don't know who it is. Right. I right. want our audience to know that when they've heard the past story when we spoke about this before, <laughs> that we literally still don't know who Mister X the is. You reason, do, obviously. Yeah, but the only we don't. reason I'm not revealing his name is because he still may be alive. He might be if he's still alive. Yeah. He's and like he 90. asked you not to. No, and we get no. it. No, he wouldn't even know i'm yeah. even bringing this forward 30 some odd years later you know uh but he's not he would be 95 years of age okay mm-hmm. so anyway i met with him in arlington virginia at eight o'clock in the morning so then after i left him and i gave him a copy of it okay mm-hmm. and um he says to me he says well i've got some papers for you and he hands me the papers and i look at him and i said but you're an attorney this is attorney client privilege here and i hand them back to him and he looks at me and he says, young man, he's like in his 60s, I'm 32. And he says, um, I want you to take these papers and I want you to put them away because one day you just might need them. So I actually have papers with his DNA on them to prove that I was there. Okay. Okay. And um, later on, I find out when I'm writing the book who he was and what he did. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is another way that God works. So uh, he was a state Supreme Court judge. He worked at NASA. He actually ran the trademark, the copyright, and the patent office. Okay? And he literally told me there's nothing else on the face of this earth like what you have here. There's nothing more. So when I left him, I then went. And I took a page from what Betty and Pony Wilson told me, and that was to get it protected. I then went to a law firm called Mason Fenwick and Lawrence on K Street, and I put down eight hundred, I think, and eighty dollars of a one thousand dollar retainer for a patent search. Mm-hmm. And the reason I didn't give them the whole thousand was because back then, once you paid the full amount, 
they would then begin to search, which would make it public record. Public record. I didn't yep. want to make it public record because what did the guy at 8 o'clock tell me? Don't do it because there's you got to protect else. it. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing else like it. So I just wanted it date stamped and timed and registered so now it's protected. Mm-hmm. Now let's, let's skip to the end. I mean, most of this oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they can catch up on. If if you want to catch up on this, look on your favorite podcast platform, sure. Paraprobe. Sure. That way we're not taking up all your precious time here okay. talking okay. about the past. I want to talk okay. about the future and now what I happened. Know. I know. Okay. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Yeah, I, want, I want him to get <laughs> to the Rockefeller I know. part. I know. I know. That's the part me, I want. Rockefeller. Okay. Yeah. So I now at, yeah, so now at 2 o'clock, <laughs> I now have an appointment with Senator Jay Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. So I walk in to see Rockefeller. And his chief of staff is a guy by the name of Lane Bailey. And Lane Bailey says to me, well, he's not here. He's got called to the Senate floor. Go look at the monitor. I look at the monitor. It's 2 o'clock, the time for my appointment. Guess who's on the floor of the, of the you know, Senate speaking? Right Conveniently. Conveniently. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, the guy then threatens me, forces me to turn over the documents to him. Uh, then he tells me to basically, you know, exit the building. Yeah. So I now, exit. for our audience out there, this person was the gentleman who worked for Senator Rockefeller. He yeah. was like his right-hand man. Yeah, well, yeah, he was his chief of his staff. His chief of staff. His chief of staff, yep. yeah. And he basically told, you know, Mr. Stevens, you will not be leaving this room with those papers. Yeah. He literally took them from him. Yeah. Now, mind you, back then, this is, you know, during the, uh, what year was this? This I, is 1989. Eight, in, in 1989. Okay. I'm 32 years old. 32 years old. I'm in the old. office of the largest, most powerful senator at the time. You yeah. Know, I think his brother had just either finished being vice president, you mm-hmm. know, and they're of the, I mean, they're the, they're the freaking Rockefeller. And, and to be fair for the that. Rockefeller. And to be fair at, at that point in time, too. Being a young black man, sure, you don't have a whole lot of people backing you up at that point in time. Well, when they I'm tell the only you to guy the in the room, and this guy's telling me yeah. that there's no way you're getting out of this Senate building, okay, with what you came in with. Do you understand me? Yeah. I turn it over. So I turned it over. But let me tell you something. You know, you guys know how they say vengeance belongs to the Lord? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I just found out about two months ago that Lane Bailey is dead. You want to know how he died? In a wheelchair with a freaking tube in his mouth. God don't play. Okay. I am a firm believer. I tell everybody that yeah. don't screw with karma. Yeah. Because karma is a bitch and it has GPS. It knows right where you're at. It has global world connect. <laughs> it's got global world connect. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing about it was, was I found it out in two parts. First, I found out that he was dead and I'm a very nice guy. I mean, I'm a Christian guy, you know, so I don't wish anybody any ill harm at all. I I really don't. But as soon as I heard that he was dead, okay, before we can get to the courts 30 years later, the first thing that came forth out of my body, and I don't know to this day where it came from, was I said, I hope he suffered. Yeah. Okay. And about two weeks later, was doing some research online and found this thing where they were talking about how great he was and this and that and the other. And then they said, yeah, you know, and it was, you know, we had left the hospital from visiting with him. But this time he came to see us and he was very happy sitting in his wheelchair with his tube stuck in his mouth. And I said, oh, he did not leave here very easily. Yeah. Yeah. The second guy that's dead is the first half 
of the name change. Mm-hmm. So uh, once they actually took the product from me, Rockefeller actually is the one who fast-tracked it to the military because mm-hmm. he's the only one that could move the military and Congress that fast. So the GPS went to Gulf War One. Okay? Yeah. U.S. military was the first sale that they made with the product. The second thing is, is once they manufactured it, what they had done was they shipped it westward to an up-and-coming uh, young computer guy by the name of Bill Gates. Gates doesn't know what he has. Gates hires 10 engineers, sets them up in a warehouse in Oklahoma. Lead guy, Gary Burrell. Second guy, Men Cal. They take the first three letters from Gary and the first three letters from Men. They put them together, and the name change becomes Garmin. Garmin. And that's where the fraud begins. And then they take that, and they sell the first one to the United States Army, of which Rockefeller is the broker of. All right. So to recap for audience out there, all right, basically, the GPS that you see in everything, from your cell phones, it's on planes, it's on satellites, it's on everything nowadays, GPS. If the a, point-to-point navigation GPS. Yeah, everything on, everything on Earth the, now moves through the GPS system. The, I don't care if it's a light switch on your wall, yeah. shoes on your feet, the underwear. The gentleman we have paper, in the studio everything. is the person who is telling everybody and us that, and he has a lot of paperwork proof to prove it too, and he even wrote a book on this whole, oh, all the whole proofs, thing, yeah. that he is the one who created the GPS that got stolen from him because there is no easier term to put that. It was stolen, plain yeah. and simple. Yeah. Stolen from him, from the Rockefellers yeah. back then, yep. Taken by given the over to Garmin yeah. for the military that has now become into a global GPS system. Right. Yeah. And, you know, everything moves through. It doesn't matter, man. It's like if you're a cotton grower in Richmond, Virginia, you get a deal to make Levi Strauss jeans in San Francisco. How's your cotton get from Richmond to San Francisco? It's going to move either rail, yep. ship, car, plane, boat. It's going to move GPS. They mm-hmm. manufacture the jeans. They want them on the rack in Miami. Yep. They're coming back. Plane, car, boat, ship, truck, rail, GPS. There's not a good a product or a service that anybody uses from the light switch they turn on in the morning to the newspaper that they're reading at the dinner table or the breakfast note. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Every single product now moves at one point or other. Through GPS. So it's not just hopping in the Uber yeah, or hopping it, in the car. Yeah, Speaking because, of Uber, if they're not using my GPS system, what do they have? Well, I was going to say tons of companies who use GPS now, too. Sure. Not just for finding their way around, sure. but monitoring their employees that work for them. Oh, wanting to know where they are, how they're tracking, are they speeding, stuff like that. You know, yeah. it, our, you know, I, I know so many companies that have company vehicles that do that. that well, if there's any, if there's any corporation that is making money with the product, what you have to understand is, is that they actually purchased stolen merchandise. So they, in fact, have taken a bite out of the tree of the poisonous fruit. Mm-hmm. So every car manufacturer, every airplane, every boat, any of them that have GPS technology, yeah. to the rocket ships, it's... To, to, to the self-driving cars that Mr. Musk wants to put out there, Idiot. They all owe me money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because okay. honestly, when you look at the big picture, think about this. Like, I drive a Jeep. You know this. I'm a Jeep guy. Right. All right. right. It's standard in almost every Jeep that comes out nowadays has built-in GPS and navigation. Of course it is. Yeah. Well, I've had people say, well, what about, what about statute of limitations? Well, first thing is, is, mm-hmm. is that the only thing in U.S. law that there's no statute of limitation on is fraud. 
That's first part. Mm-hmm. Second part is the way that patent law works is if there's any alterations made to the technology, okay, it restarts the statute. So what that means is anywhere on the face of this earth, if they build a house, if they put in a new road, if they put up a stop sign, okay? Which is daily. It alters the the map. Yeah. Okay? Which is the main course and the main thing that's used in the GPS. If in the event they put a new one in a car, it's going to be a different model. It's going to be a even if they increase it by a millimeter in size or shorten it or lengthen it or or, or reposition mm-hmm. it or what have you. So the statute of limitations will never, ever run out. All right. So we're going to go ahead and move on to now. 14 months ahead now. Yeah, 14 now months. current day. 14 months ahead to current day. All right. So this is all from the past. All right. Our interviews with him. So. In the last 30 years, this happened to him. Right. <laughs> right. So I, I um, you know, I'm. I'm a, a, a very big proponent. When I when I wrote the book, I literally prayed about it first. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to write this book, but I'm going to name names. I'm going to need you to help me. So I wrote the book in seven days, front to back. It's a 400-page book. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's God. Okay? Did it in one take, front to back. Didn't sit and have to figure out this or that or whatever the case may be. All right. So the book comes out. All the proof's in the book. I'm the first guy to ever file for patent. The actual application's in the book. I own the copyright copyrights in the book so everything's in this book right so but i i get introduced to this guy and this guy's out of texas and this guy he is a um he used to be special ops military okay and i said man i've been trying to find this guy named mr x man and he says well give me a day or two i said okay (laughs) so he finds him right (laughs) he he finds he finds a whole bunch of information. I mean, I even got his signature on stuff now, right? Okay. But he still hasn't figured out if he's alive yet. Mm-hmm. All right. So then I said, okay, well, listen, the two dudes who invented Garmin, Gary Burrell and Men Cal, I'm like, I, I said, you know, they've never spoken in public. You know, I think I've seen like one or two pictures on these guys side by side. You know, I said, there's no information. Zero. He says, give me, give me about a half an hour. Call him back half an hour later. He says, okay, go to your computer and do this. I go to my computer. I hit it like he tells me, man, and the freaking world comes up on this dude, right? And as of yesterday, uh, I think the dude was up to like 99 million searches or search results for like one freaking day. You know, uh, Garmin's up to like 268 million searches in a day. Uh, but the best is Global World Connect. That sucker <laughs> just hit 3 billion search results in one day. The book, 869 million search results. In a day. So it's really, really tracking. But what brought it to that tracking was the special ops guy and myself were sitting down there. He says, you know, you should, you should really put all this stuff together. I said, he says, you got any ideas? I said, yeah, man. I said, I've tried attorneys. I've tried the legal system. I've tried the FBI. I've tried the CIA. <laughs> I've tried the, F, uh-huh, the F, yeah. FEC. The, uh, the the SEC, I said, I've gone to uh, some of the best attorneys, you know, in, in the world. I said, and nobody will freaking touch this thing. I said, I'm going to freaking petition Congress. 
That's I said, it's in the First Amendment. You have a right to petition the Congress. I'm going to freaking petition the Congress. And that you did. That I did. So I wrote up a document. And I petitioned the Congress, and before I finished it, I sent it to the special ops guy, and I said, I said, why don't you take a look at this? So uh, he writes me back, and he says, uh, he says, yeah, you got everything here. He says, is it okay with you if I organized it for you? I said, well, in five years, I've never had a second set of eyes look at anything I've done. You're more than welcome. I said, and if there's anything you want to add, help yourself, right? He's like, no, there's nothing to add here. He says, actually, there is. He said, I added one comma. Okay. (laughs) He said, said, I had to move a few things. I had to be technical. Yeah. He said, I moved a few things, you know, from one place to the next. He says, but everything's there. He said, but I did add a comma. I said, okay. So I found out where he added the comma. I said, you know what? I needed to add a comma behind that comma. And he's like, yeah, that does look good. I said, yeah, because the word was everything. But what he wanted to point out was every thing, okay, versus everything. Because when people read everything, it's like, ah, it's pretty easy to just, you know, blow past everything, right? So anyway, so uh, what I then do is all 542 members of Congress and all the U.S. territories, and I get their individual emails, and for three days, I feed in all the emails. And I am sitting here because Mr. Stevens provided it with me, an actual copy of said petition. There you go. That has been sent to the 118th Congress on May 1st, 2023. Take it away. All right. So, it says the U.S. Citizens Petition to the 118th Congress, May 1st, 2023. The prosecution, this is the petition for the prosecution of Jay Rockefeller, Lane Bailey, Bill and Melinda Gates, Mencal, Jeff Bezos, Mackenzie Scott, Microsoft, Garmin, Amazon, and Barnes and Noble. To the 118th Congress of the United States of America, honorable gentlemen and ladies of the 118th Congress, that's kind of stretching it, uh, serving in the year of our Lord 2023. My name is Herbert Eric Stevens. I am a natural-born citizen of the United States of America, born March 19, 1957, <laughs> year old, um, <laughs> at South Bend, Indiana. Wow. I had to. You know I got to pick on my man. Yeah. Come on. Well. All right. So, I currently reside in the state of Florida. I bring my case to you as I have not been able to find nor obtain legal counsel concerning many matters that have massive effect on global and world markets as I have in the past on global – I'm sorry – in the past and continue as of this correspondence to you and will continue until you as my last vestige of hope and all that is rightfully anchored by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. As a citizen of the great nation, I have a right to petition the government and to expect an outcome. Well, I am putting you on notice that this email serves as my request to lay my situation at your door. You are sworn to act and should know that in this instance there is very special and unique instance that your actions will no matter, yeah, will no matter what you do or choose not to do, will in fact change the course of history. It is my best hope that you do what is right and just, no matter whomever or whatever or whichever direction the proof leads you, that you shall muster the courage and backbone to do what is right and deliver justice for all involved. As you are aware from previous correspondence, 
I am, in fact, the creator, inventor, author of God's gift to mankind, the GPS point-to-point navigation. <clears throat> Any lawyer worth his or her salt is a copy uh, um, has a copy of my book, literary documentation book. I um, book one, book one. Sorry, stuck on the outside. My personal quest to become an integral part of the American dream, published March twenty second, twenty eighteen, on Amazon and Barnes and Noble online booksellers. The work was uploaded by Miss Lori uh, Williams of Barcode Graphics of Chicago. I hired and paid them to upload the book, as that is one of the services that they provided. Note, I will make no claims that I do not have legal documentation for you. You should know about me. Uh, you should know that about me by now. It was agreed by all parties that I was to receive a minimum royalty of 35% on all retail sales. As of this date, currently 61 months later, I have yet to receive royalties for the sale of my book, which is continuing to sell globally as you are reading this and will continue. I personally believe that it may very well be one of the top sellers of all time, based on the fact that yesterday alone, the Global World Connect point-to-point navigation system was bringing in search results on Google search upwards to two million, I'm sorry, two billion four hundred sixty million times in a single day. The book itself was Google search upwards of 571 million times in a single day. I highly doubt that anyone could possibly make those two searches and then not make a purchase. What are the numbers uh, down to maybe 5 million purchases worldwide? A fair estimate considering it is 0.00967118% of the whole book search number. Man, you were exact. Uh, my, that is not even 1% yet. When I attempt to receive royalties, these companies tell me that I have only sold three books. The book is being taught at 12 genres based on Barnes & Noble search engine category results. This is where the book was re- requested by professors. I'm speculating here, requesting it to be placed on the shelves in bookstores for the students to find. I will list them here for you to review. Number one, administrative law and regulatory practice. Number two, business biography, specific individuals. Number three, civil servants, biography. Number four, college and university faculty, biography. Number five, database administration and management. Number six, database software. Number seven, economics and finance. Number eight, education, political aspects. Number nine, governmental finances and fiscal policies. Number 10, historical biography reference. Number 11, legal theory and philosophy, general and miscellaneous. Number 12, Optical Communications Networks. I, Herbert Eric Stevens, have received no royalties from either publisher. Thus, Jeff Bezos' business model is stealing from book authors. Congress has many book authors. Well, I can say it no better than Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett was asked if he had never invest, uh, if he never investigated with Jeff Bezos or Amazon. Buffett replied, I didn't think you could make that kind of money selling books. <laughs> he is right. The margins are too small. If this man and his former wife set up a system where the world was expected to simplify. Oops, sorry. I'm reading this off my phone, so bear with me. Uh, he had never. Okay. La, 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 la. He is right. The margins are too small. If this man and his former wife set up a system where the world was expected to simplify, trust us, and the world did. Yet the system capable of does steal the entire entire i'm sorry <laughs> let me reread that sentence yet that system is capable of and does steal the entire royalties due to one man 
me in the amount of not less than $100 million. Well, are the members of the 118th Congress not able to see that he will steal from each one of your book authors as well? Be it a nickel or be it a dime, there is no mechanism in place that assures the book author that they, in fact, are being rightfully paid the full just due royalty for the sale of their product, which is sold by the unit or by the bulk in some cases. I went to the printer of the book, which is Ingram. They are printing the book in the following locations. Laverne, yeah, Laverne, Tennessee, uh, Bringsville, Pennsylvania, Fresno, California, and Jackson, Tennessee. Yet I was told they were printing massive amounts of the book if I saw any paperwork in the form of reporting what the amounts were, that I was not their customer and that Barnes & Noble was. Therefore, any proof of reports would in fact need to be obtained from the customer Barnes & Noble, um, who they were and are in fact providing the printing of my book for. So basically what you're saying here is that even though Ingram was printing it, it's for Barnes & Noble. So Barnes & Noble is really the one who owes you the money. Of course, yeah. yeah but yeah. see, the thing is, is, is the way they're getting around it is <clears throat> Ingram is saying, you're not our customer, even though we're printing your book and you're the author. Mm -hmm. The people who pay us and we have the contract with is, in fact, Barnes & Noble. So if in the event you, the author, would like to get those uh, numbers from anybody, you have to obtain them from Barnes & Noble, not from us even though you are, in fact, the author. We're not contracted with you. We're mm -hmm. contracted with Barnes & Noble. So Barnes & Noble can turn around and say, hey, dude, you've only sold three books. All right, I'm going to skip down to this part here. Sure. Um, where it says, uh, I think, and yes, I'm going to say this, because of my five-year war with big tech, they have done everything to me you can imagine. An attempt to cover their bases while also attempting to silence, discredit, and ruin my name and life's work. I have experienced and observed such similar actions as President Trump and being kicked off social media, had my personal email and social media accounts hacked and monitored, and many other tactics designed to prevent me from the continuing to press on. Big Tech has published lies about me and even played the race card stating that I was Caucasian. You're sitting directly across me. You're not white, dude. No. Nah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they did those things to me, and the moment they found out, I had written the book. They shut down all computer access where I went to a public library and inserted a flash drive into the computer. A sign came up that stated, Hey, Eric Stevens, you are not authorized to use this computer. Microsoft. Now I like to think that I am fairly intelligent, man. I'm not a smart man, Jenny. Um one would say the way that you are all searching Global World Connect and literary documentation book, I would say I may have at least piqued your interest to the fact that Bill Gates hired Gary Burrell and Men Cow and how the name changed on my technology, which moves the earth as not one good product or service is absent of having transversed this globe uh, without it to Garmin. They stole it and put their name on it. But not before one of your own, former Senator Jay Rockefeller of West Virginia, adv advised his chief of staff, Lane Bailey, to cover for his Senator Rockefeller, so-called impending emergency. Who are you waving at? Val. Oh. Uh, I got lost track here. Oh, here we go. Uh, asked his chief of staff, Lane Bailey, to cover for his, in parentheses, Senator Rockefeller, 
show himself on the floor at the exact time of our secured appointment day, date, and time. Bailey threatens, intimidates, and forces me to turn over, by threat of force, my intellectual property in an attempt to provide plausible deniability to the senator, and the senator then sets up the first buy with the U.S. Army. Then in 1991, my GPS point-to-point navigation went to its first global display in the Gulf War. Only a senator had the power to fast-track the program and provide a connections, access, and facilitate funding approval by Congress. So when Gates hired Burrell and Cal, I assess he, in parentheses Gates, must have asked them, Gary Burrell and Mencal, if they were sure it would work. Because somehow those two lead engineers put their name on my product and created a global business to manufacture, sell, and distribute my technology to every boat, shipbuilder, every airplane and jet manufacturer, and then every automaker across the world. Rocket manufacturers, every and any mode of transportation. From phone companies to computer makers, all of them have taken a bite out of the free of uh, the tree of poisonous fruit stolen intellectual property. Note. In the book, see Chapter 3 on GPS point-to-point navigation system Global World Connect, and you will find it was shopped with NEC of Japan, Ross Perot, and that the original patent application dated, uh, date stamped and timed is in the book. Uh, along with the patent drawings of the hardware network and the software was written in uh, prose. I ask you where is the same for the makers of Garmin? You'll also find that two hours prior to the theft of Senator Rockefeller's office, I met with attorneys at the office of Masons, Fenwick, and Lawrence on K Street in Washington, D.C., where you'll see not one, but two receipts showing the intellectual property named Global World Connect was under retainer for a patent search. President Obama, during his time in office, attempted to change the patent law. However, it does not affect the year 1989, uh, sorry, 1989 where patent law stated that the only person who may file a patent on anything is in the original inventor. That would be me. The Honorable Gentlemen and Ladies of the 118th Congress, since the former Senator Rockefeller is responsible for whatever took place in his office by his chief of staff, he is, in fact, the jumping-off place for your investigation, if you will. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and let you start paraphrasing the rest of this because it'd take me an hour to read oh, sure. all the rest sure. of this yeah. sure sure so <laughs> paraphrase all the rest of this that you've pushed on to congress in this right so basically what you're what you're looking at is tying everything together mm-hmm. okay there's two tracks and i'm a history buff and one of my favorite all-time generals was u.s grant well just real quick the one thing that i'm seeing in the way you wrote this is basically like you were saying you basically did the investigation for them. You're just saying, here's how I did it, and here's point to point, you know, from A to Z. Right. Follow this, and you're going to figure it out. Right. Well, and, you know, and the other thing is, I think the key element is, is, well, I've got all my proof. Mm-hmm. Where's theirs? You know? Yeah. If Bill Gates turns this thing over to Men Cow, okay, and he turns it over to, um, you know, uh, Gary Burrell, well, Gary Burrell at the time is, like 49 years old. Gates is 34, maybe 35. He's got to look at him and say, where the heck did you get this from? Okay. There's another, um, there was a interview with Steve Jobs from 1994 and they actually found it on a VHS cassette tape in a guy's freaking garage. Okay. <laughs> and Netflix ran it. 
And in this interview, they ask him about Microsoft. Okay, mm-hmm. and he literally says, "Bill's going to get upset with me for saying this, but they have no original ideas. They create nothing." Okay, so if Bill Gates is the guy that gave this technology to uh, Min Cow, mm-hmm. and my name wasn't on it, which it was all over everything. No. Okay, why didn't Gates just call me up and say, "Hey, man, let's have a meeting." Yeah. Why didn't Rockefeller say, hey, man, let's have a meeting? Because you're the little guy. Uh, no. I mean, it, that, that's the whole thing. No, the whole what I've seen throughout this entire saga is, once again, big corporation mm. versus little guy. Mm. Like, I know a guy right now who I'm trying to think of how to say this without like because legal case pending. His car was basically stolen by a big company. They mm-hmm. said they owned it. They sent the cops after it. Stole his car. Mm. Now he's filing a lawsuit to get his car back because they stole his car. Right. <laughs> and like and another, it's another black man versus a big corporation mm-hmm. who, once again, most of these corporations are peace, love, and harmony towards you know African Americans and all this other stuff. They they're they're super into all that and you know they proclaim one thing but in the background they're doing another thing messing well, but, with people like you well but see here's the thing here's the thing okay and and i gotta tell you throughout this whole thing you guys i've never thought or ever felt or ever pictured myself as the victim not once i've always thought hey man if the lord gave me the brain to be smart enough to figure that crap out i gotta be as smart as these freaking dudes Okay, yeah. you know, so all the way up until I think it was about like um, two years after I had written the book, the first thing that that big tech did was uh, the first thing they did was they actually literally uh, hacked everything. I mean, they hacked everything. Right. And then they doxed me. Okay, and doxing means they put a picture of me on the internet mm-hmm. and they put a picture mm-hmm. of my front door and a map to my house. Okay, and basically they were saying, Will somebody please go and, you know, eliminate this guy? Yeah. But who's going to take this guy out? I mean, I'm the freaking guy that showed grandma how to get to her sewing class. I mean, for goodness sakes, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm still thinking everything's cool. So that didn't work. So what they then do is, is they take it down. And then they put up truth and half-truth. And the truth and half-truth they put up is they'll say, then they said, Herbert Eric Stevens, 63 years of age, hails from New Egypt, New Jersey, member of the Republican Party, has a daughter named X, has a son named X, ethnicity, Caucasian. Okay? And that's the first time that I ever thought in all of this, Jesse, was had I walked into Rockefeller's office and I had been Caucasian, might in have, 1989. Might have been a different story. Yeah, I'd have been one of them freaking dudes. Uh, I mean, the Rockefellers are notorious for yeah. stealing people's stuff. Sure, and, sure. I mean, it, and this, sure. Isn't, this isn't me, like, downing people or getting all conspiratorial Not at all. You're or talking fact the, here. Yeah, that's proven fact that yeah. they've 
stolen ideas. Yeah. They've removed people that have been ob- literally uh, disappeared people that were well, obstacles. Well, let me to tell their- you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. I was watching on the History Channel where they were doing, you know, airplanes and they were doing who created, you know, the ships, you know, and, mm-hmm. who, you know, Henry Ford, you know, and Rockefeller's oil boom. So they interviewed Senator Jay Rockefeller and they said to him, they said, well, you know, when your grandfather John D was putting, you know, up all, all that monopoly, you know, for oil and standard oil and everything else, you know, why is it that he was able to get away with that? And Jay Rockefeller looked into the camera and smiled and said, he probably did it because he could. Yep. Absolutely. And that's exactly what he freaking did to me. He did it because he could. Trust me, there are famous people, celebrities, mm-hmm. rich people, mm-hmm. you know, people in points of power. Yeah. That there are certain times that they do the things that they do that are just so morally wrong. Yeah. Because, because they can. They can. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. has nothing to do with the fact that they get any enjoyment out yeah. of it or they're gaining anything out of it. It's yeah. sometimes it truly is just yeah. because they can. Yeah. It's yeah. their way of proving a point to others. Yeah. It really well, they is. did. But see, the thing about it is, is, is they, they, they took it and they shipped it westward to Bill Gates, mm-hmm. who was Caucasian, up and coming guy. Right. So I'm shopping it in 91, 92. I'm shopping it with the Japanese. I'm shopping it with Ross Perot. But this was when Perot was running for president against Bush. So it's like he didn't have the time. But his people are like, hey, man, that's really good freaking product. Mm -hmm. So I've got all of this background proof. okay, on a global scale, you know. That I'm the freaking guy. I got NEC's, you know, I mean, I got NEC's patent. Division. You know what? The one thing we did not bring up was the reason why you went to them. I know you said it was to get seed money, which I know what that means. Okay. Seed money, just explain seed money real quick. Okay. So people know so why you went to Rockefeller. So what seed money is, it's okay. So when I originally sent in the patent application, mm-hmm. there was no drawing, okay? Because I was of the mindset of, well... You know, I wrote everything out in prose. Here's how the whole thing works. Mm-hmm. I'm filing for a patent. Patent office sends the application back. I called a guy up and he says, Mr. Stevens, we need a drawing. And I said, man, how the heck are some of you going to draw something that's never been invented before? He said, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> but you got to get me a drawing and you got to send it back. I said, well, how much is that going to cost? He said, it depends when I get the drawing. I'm like, oh, geez, man. Okay, fine, fine, fine. So I go to the computer guy and I go, hey, Winston, man, you're the freaking computer guy. Patent office wants a drawing. You need to draw this thing. He looks at me. He says, Eric, I can't draw that. Mm-hmm. He says, and I'm like, what do you mean you can't draw? He says, it's your idea. It's in your head. You got to be the one to draw it. And then he said the most beautiful words that I've ever heard my entire life. And you know what they were? Listen to Pear Probe. Uh-uh. He said, now I can tell you what you need. And I said, oh, tell me what I need. Always good words to hear. Yeah. Get he you going said, in the right he said path. I can tell you what you need. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, tell me what I need. And I wrote it down. And he said, the one key element is, he says, I don't care how many ways that you feed in to the process it's got to come back out the exact same way in the center of your deal you've got to have what's called a merge you've got to create a merge and you've got to have some place to store the maps yep. okay and so when the I cloud. Put, yeah so when I put together the drawing you know 
I'm feeding stuff in from seven continents on Earth, and they're all going in. And an interesting thing is, is, is even nowadays, you guys, anytime you go into any type of GPS, it comes out the way it came in. It, it, that's the only way that it can work. It's got to come back the way that it went in. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. So you need the seed money to get it done. Yeah, and Get so yeah, so my my wife at the time, I had uh well, Victor's wife, the transportation guy, his wife Carol said she could type everything up. She said we need to have a meeting. So we had a meeting at my house, you know, and mm-hmm. then after the meeting and everybody left, now all of a sudden, my wife at the time, she's like, "Oh, gee, I guess maybe I may I guess this clown maybe does have a good idea in his head, right?" <laughs> 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 so the whole time I've been wondering where I'm going to get this freaking Holy money crap, from. Holy crap, all time we thought he's an idiot. He's yeah, got a good idea. Yeah, yeah, And she says to me, she says, well, why don't you just call Rockefeller? I said, what the heck am I going to call a freaking Rockefeller for? What are you talking about? She says, well, my grandfather, he used to work for him for like 17 years when he was the governor of West Virginia. You call him up, you tell him that, you know, you're married to Junius Gilbert's granddaughter. They'll give you an appointment. I said, you are lying to me. She said, you think I'm lying? Make the freaking call. Made the call. Got the appointment. Yeah. So I was going to get them to finance the patent drawings and everything as far as what the price of the patent was going to be. And then hopefully have some financing behind me to go into then manufacturing. Manufacturing. Correct. That's what seed money's for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Manufacturing is like... Like like on Shark Tank, you come up with a product and you're wanting to get this thing. You go to Shark Tank, you get them to invest in it because they not only give you the money to to buy the copyrights and everything you need in order to start it, but they give you yeah they give you also the money in order to get all said product to put it all together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know, he, he takes it and he sends it to Bill Gates. Gates doesn't know what he has. He hires Min Cow. He hires Gary Burrell and eight additional engineers, okay? But Burrell is the lead guy. Min Cow's number two. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, my guess to Min is, is that Gates must have said, you know, how, is this thing going to work? Yeah, it works. How good is it going to work? Good Work good enough for you to put your name on it? And I think that's how he probably got them to put their name on it. So yeah, because Garmin is on yeah. everything navigation. Yeah, they couldn't like, call it Global World Connect. Yeah, like I can tell you right now, like even like, uh, you know, because we already got established. I served in the Navy four years in the Coast Guard. And like even on the Coast Guard, like on a lot of our boats, we had Garmin for sure, all of our navigation sure. stuff. Well, that's yeah. what I said when I, believe it or not, day one when I was sitting in that van, I literally said out loud, I said, gee, I wonder if they have anything like this in Europe. And I said, they can't have any freaking thing like this in Europe because if there was anything out there like this, the freaking Americans would have came up with it first, man. I'd know about it. I'd be using this thing, man. Mm-hmm. I said, everybody, they'd use this for everything, mm-hmm. man. They would literally use this thing for everything. So then I'm going through this litany in my brain of all the various things that it would be used for. And I said, heck, if it's this way on the ground, it's got to be the same way on the water. If it's this way on the water, it's got to be the same way in the air. Mm-hmm. So the first place they tested it was in boats. The second place they put it in was airplanes, and then they put it in freaking automobiles, and that's where they screwed up because that's when I found it in 2014, yep. just like I wrote it up in, two, in, in 1989. Yeah. Uh-oh. And it's raining. Drone strike. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> yeah right? Yeah, right? Right? Yeah. But no, just for reference, I so I don't know if 
the typing came through the microphone as it does. Yeah. But um, I've been the whole time I've been looking up, you know, the search trends and what things are and yeah. what can I find on it. And the only thing I can really find on Global World Connect, aside from your book, is a company in Germany that does multi-level marketing, i.e. pyramid schemes. That's the only thing I can find on Global World Connect. It's not even being searched. There's search results, but there's nothing being searched for it. I looked up you, typed in Herbert Eric Stevens. Oh, yeah. You haven't been searched since 2004 mm-hmm. at all. Like, they're quote unquote. I'm quoting here because yeah. we know how things are. You know, it's, yeah. every, it's, it's factual people, by now place, that, you know, find it is in here. Dude, yeah. we've already proven, like, even with like social media, how yeah. things get throttled down. Yeah. yeah. All right. Prime yeah. example. My Facebook, Twitter, I'll give you a better example. Proven. I run two accounts, my personal and then one for Paraprobe, right? right? I turn around and post something through Paraprobe for like a show coming up, one of our episodes, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. The next day, I get the notification on for me, for myself, my personal, because I follow, you know, the show, obviously. He follows himself. Yes. The... It shows up that, you know, just made a post. I'm like, I posted that yesterday. Yep. And normally we would, we were posting, what, an hour before, 30 minutes before, and then like 15 minutes before the show. Yep. And then nobody would get it to the next day. So 6 p.m. tonight turns into 6 p.m. Sunday night. Yeah. Nobody. I have literally had people who actually had the notification on that if I post something through our show. Right. That it shows up immediately, right? right? That they get notification. I posted stuff. Literally, they got it the next day. They're like, hey, I just saw you had this person on. I thought you guys were on on Saturday. I'm like, we are. They're like, I just got the notification because they click on the follow notifications. Sure. sure. Yeah. 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 Well, the other thing that you have to understand is this, and that is that – um Back in the 50s, they called, yeah, back in the 50s, they called it blacklisting and what have you. Since mm-hmm. I wrote this book in 2017, uh, anything to do with anything that's online that's concerning Herbert Eric Stevens, Poof. it's, um, you're going to have a hard time finding it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're getting ready to wrap up this show. We only have like literally a minute and a half left. Well, I appreciate but, you guys having me back, man. Hey, we'll definitely be having you back again, again after this too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not next weekend. We have a guest no, who's calling in next weekend, fine. but no, we'll definitely whatever. be in the near future because yeah. I want to keep on on par with the story of everything that's going on from here and forward. And not wait 14 months. Because yeah, <laughs> because not only to our audience did he send it out to all of Congress, but also the 11th district. No, I sent it to the uh, 11 U.S. Circuit oh, Court, so every federal judge, every federal judge right now in the country, all 300, and I think it's 301 of them, mm-hmm. they've all been made apprised of what's in the petition that the yeah. that the uh, Congress actually has. And, it. and there was much more for us to put out there, but basically, uh, paraphrasing this, is the step by step from when it's it a started, slow process, sure, yeah, sure, to sure. when it all came to an abrupt end when he found yeah. out about how it was basically taken from him. Yeah. So. We'll keep you posted on how this story goes and evolves from here. Yeah, write your congressman. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, make sure you tune in again next weekend. We got a uh, quite a few other special guests who will be calling in the show and coming on our show. 
some people from Tyler Perry's uh, Medea Films to uh, a person of Marvel is going to be joining us. Marvelous. Yes, Marvelous Marvel. <laughs> I just saw Spider-Man. Really, day. Brian? Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. You're no welcome. Worries. All right, guys. We'll see you next weekend.